Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a great message from one of our guest speakers. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. But um, I love Christmas. Christmas. Um, it's a Kiwi accent. I love Christmas. It's really, I don't know what it is. I just, I just really enjoy it. It's the one time in the year that I get to, get to pull out my, my favorite uh, Christmas carol CD. That's right. I have a favorite Christmas carol CD. And it's Mariah Carey. Yeah. Mariah Carey. Oh, the boys are like, what? Seriously, Mariah Carey does the best Christmas carols ever. And if, if you guys got a problem with that, we'll talk about it in the car park later. You know? <laughs> you know, Mariah Carey just goes off with Christmas carols. And Christmas carols really do something for me. They really do. They move me, Christmas carols. Because you know, you're not singing about God, you're singing to God. And, you know, you're, and you're proclaiming the stuff. And, and even this morning, I you know, went to go do some shopping for the hampers. And, and I was walking down the... You know, it's pretty early, walking down the aisles, and there's a few people mulling around and pushing the old thing down the aisles, and, and, and they're over the loudspeaker, they're playing worship music. I'm halfway down this aisle, and this, and this worship, and I just stopped, and, and, and honestly, I just stopped and closed my eyes, and just, like, it just hit me, you know, Christmas carols, they, they, big softy, I don't know what it is, but just in the middle of the aisle, I just stopped there, and, and I... And, and I started to get teary about this whole season of, of Jesus and, and, and what he's done for us. And, and I just stood there, like, incapacitated for about, I don't know how long, but I was just sitting there with my eyes closed, and I was hoping nobody was walking past. But, but just, and I really want to, I don't know, Christmas carols just really move me and that kind of stuff. And um, I, 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 like I said, I really do love Mariah Carey. I could probably sing her Christmas carols underwater with a mouthful of marbles, but... Let's not go there. Let's, let's talk. I want to talk to you about the greatest love story of all time. I want to talk to you about the greatest love story of all time. It's, it's better than Pretty Woman. It's better than, uh, you know, Aladdin, the cartoon version. It's even better than The Notebook, believe it or not, ladies. It's better than The Notebook. It's the greatest love story of all time. And it's, and it's the biggest seller of all time, as we know, the Bible. And... Um, I want to talk about this whole thing about God pursuing his creation, God pursuing us, us mere folk. That God, this, this whole idea of Adam and Eve, you know, God creates Adam and Eve and, and, and everything's well and everything's good and they're walking in the cool of the evening together and, and, and they're close and, 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 you know, it's this beautiful scene and then Adam and Eve, they, they sin and... and and, and uh, because of sin, this great divide between man and God happens. This huge divide because as light and darkness cannot inhabit the same space, sin and holiness cannot inhabit the same space. And, and so because man has sinned and there's sin in their world, there's this great divide between man and God. And it's a sad thing. And, and I love what God does. I love what God does. He walks around and he says, Adam, where are you? And he says, oh, we're over here. We're hiding because we're naked. And he says... Who said you're naked? And, and, and this, you know, and he goes, and oh, he says, oh, well, you know. And he says, have you eaten of the, have you eaten of the, of the, of the tree? And I said, yeah, we have. And he says, who told you to do that? And Adam plays the blame game. He says, it was Eve. She told me to do it. 
And then and he goes to Eve, and he says, Eve, what are you doing? He goes, and she goes, it was a snake. He told me to do it. And I love what God does, is immediately, immediately, right, this great divide happens, this great divide where all those people that he loves, like Adam and Eve represent those people, all these people that he loves, there's this great divide where they sin and they're apart, and immediately God puts a redemption plan in place. Immediately. He says, snake, he says, there's going to be an enmity between you and your seed and the woman and her seed, meaning Jesus, woman and the seed being Jesus. And he shall, he shall put his, his heel on your, on your head and he shall bruise his heel. I love the fact, like that, that stirs me to the fact that there's this relationship between the almighty God, the almighty God, the big, huge, almighty God, where there's a separation and immediately he puts a plan together to get us back. Isn't that beautiful? Immediately he says, right, right. In the very next sentence he says, there's going to be enmity between your seed and the, and the seed of the woman. And then straight after that, what does he do? He... Um, he actually, he actually explains what he's going to do in, in a sort of way. As, as the Bible says that he gets the skin of an animal and he covers them with it. Yeah? And okay, in order to get a skin of an animal, you've got to kill it. You know? <laughs> you gotta kill. So he kills an animal and he takes the animal's skin and he covers them with it. Are you with me? Are you with me? Covering, like, like Jesus, the sacrifice was made and, and he was covered us. He covered our sin with his blood. Yeah? And so immediately God... There's a separation of us and him, and he says, there's a redemption plan. I've got it. I've got it. You're coming back to me. I love you so much. You're coming back to me. You may be far apart, but there's a plan already in place right now that you are going to come back to me, God, pursuing us. Beautiful. It's the most amazing thing. And then we go through everything, and, and, um, and what happens, I've got to go to page two here, is, is all throughout then, all throughout the, the, old, the books of the Old Testament, what God does is, is, is he starts to tell us of what he's going to do. He starts, he starts, he reminds us. He loves us so much that he reminds us, hey, guys, it won't be too long now. His, his, his long is different to our long. But he's, hey, guys, it's not going to be too long now, but I've got this plan. I, I want you back. And, of course, we know the, the, the story of man in the Old Testament, and even, even now is that they do this cycle where man goes away from God and, God redeems them, they come back, and then man goes away from God, and God redeems them, they come. This endless cycle of this kind of thing. But I love the fact that Jesus, or that God, keeps encouraging us. He said, hey, in every single book of the Old Testament, he keeps, he keeps saying, hey, God, there's a plan. I've got it coming. I've got it coming. In Exodus, he talks about the Passover. And he says, hey, you know, if you do this, if you slay the blood and paint the blood over your doors, and that, you know, death will pass over your life. You can live eternally. You know, in Psalm, he appears, oh, in the book of Psalms, he appears time after time where he's talking about Jesus and he's talking about this, this plan. I've got this plan, guys. I love you. I've got this plan. And this is, it's this feeling of God yearning. You know, I've got this plan. It's okay. You're going to come back to me. I've got this plan. And, and, and Isaiah, you know, he, he prophesies the coming, the coming prince in Isaiah. You know, he even says, behold. This is way back. Isaiah says, behold, the virgin shall bear a son. And shall call his name Emmanuel. Way back then, just imagine a prophet saying that. A virgin, sounds good now, because it's happened. But just imagine a prophet saying, a virgin's going to bear a son. It's like, <laughs> been drinking again, Isaiah? What's going on? But, you know, and, and, and it just happens all the way through it. And, and, and Joel, in the book of Joel, it describes him as the hope of his people. It keeps describing Jesus, this upcoming event. And Amos uh, he describes Jesus as the judge of all nations. And Jonah, 
when he goes down into the, the belly of the fish and he's there for three days and it symbolizes Jesus' death for three days and resurrection. Zephaniah, you know, he says he's the king over all Israel. And Malachi, he says that he's the he's son of righteousness. And all through the Old Testament, every single book, what God does is he, is he, is he points toward his redemption plan. Every single book, every single book in the Old Testament points toward Jesus. Every single book in the Old Testament points toward God's plan of getting you back to him. Isn't that amazing? The whole Old Testament is just, it's just littered with God's plan to get you back with him. It is beautiful. I'm telling you, it's the great, forget about Ryan Gosling, whatever his name is. Some say I look like him. Not my wife. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, but, you know, and I love it. I love this. this it, it rocks my world when I think about how much the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords pursues us. Right. And that song that we sung at the start, your love keeps chasing me, it always will. I was like, perfect. That's exactly what God has done. He's chased us. He's pursued you. He's pursued you all through the Old Testament for hundreds and hundreds of years, he's been planning this, this plan of redemption to get you back. Such is his love for you. And I love when Jesus finally is finally born, and, um, and, he, and, he, and he comes back, and as we know, you know, some, some crazy things happen with the stars, and kings start coming to him, and, and, um, and, and, and Jesus grows, and he matures, and, and some people know that he's, that he's, you know, the Messiah, some people don't, but there comes a time when the time is right, that Jesus actually says, it's time. It's time for me to reveal myself as, as this Messiah. It's time for me to reveal myself to, to the church that I am the guy that all of those books have been waiting for. I am the guy that all those prophecies have alluded to. I'm the guy that, that's going to set all these things straight. I'm here. It's me. It's, and I love, and I think I've, I might have uh, shared on this before, but I, I'm going to do it again anyway. Um, I love what he says in John 3.14. If you could put that up, please. And I'll just read it off there. Save me chance right here. And it says this. Jesus, the time, the time finally comes when Jesus starts to reveal who he is to, to, to the peeps. To the church, sorry. And as Moses, Jesus will say this. Jesus says this. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now, he's referring to, again, something in the Old Testament that spoke about the coming of Jesus. He's referring to something way back in the, where is it here? In Numbers. And he's referring to this part where, um, if you want to turn to Numbers, please, Numbers 21.4, that would be good. Are those scriptures coming up, guys? Numbers 24? Oh, good. It's, it feels funny with this because you don't want to, like, wreck it. You know? It's all good. You can... <laughs> and, he's re and, and, and what Jesus said this, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And he's referring to the scripture here. It says, Then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea, to go around the land of Edom, and the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. 
Again, the cycle again where they're turning away from God. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes worthless bread. <laughs> so the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they bit the people. And many of the people of Israel died. <laughs> Don't mess with God. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole. And it shall be that everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had bitten anyone, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. So Jesus says, he says, there's a correlation between him and what happened there. Yeah? What happened there ages ago. And, and, and so when you think about this, this little version, this little piece of scripture, what happens is, as I've just read, it started biting people. And God says, make a, a, a serpent of bronze. Make a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And I don't know if you guys know, but any medical, you look on any side of medical ambulances and they've got the, like the cross with the serpent on it, that's where it comes from. Evidently. And so, so he says, make a, make a bronze serpent. But, but you see, in order to, to shape bronze, you've got to beat it. In order to shape bronze, you've got to hit it hard, yeah? In order to shape bronze, you've got to, it's a sort of like pliable metal that if you hit it, if you beat it, you can shape it. You can shape it to whatever you want. And so what they do is they beat this bronze into the shape or into the form of a serpent. And you would say, why a serpent? And, and I guess the answer is because the, they, they formed it into a shape of whatever was killing them. Serpents were killing them, yeah? Serpents were killing them. So God says, I want you to beat this, I want you to make something of bronze into the shape of a serpent. And Jesus says, that's, what it's gonna ha that's what's going to happen to me. And as we know, Jesus was beaten. Jesus was beaten, and he was beaten out of shape. He was beaten... And all sorts of bad. We know our Savior was treated horrifically. We know that, that, that Jesus was made. Oh, if you've seen those movies, you know, what is, what's that movie? The, oh, you know, and, and they beat Jesus. They beat Jesus. They beat Jesus. And they beat him and they beat him and they beat him. And they, and they put him on a cross. And the Bible says that, that he who was without sin became sin. So he became the thing that was killing us. Are you with us, church? Because sin was killing us. Way back, remember that, that plan of God? That thing that divided us? It was sin. So what God, what Jesus does, he became the thing that was killing us. He became sin for us. And, and here's the thing. It says, and here's the, here's the thing. It doesn't say that Jesus put on sin, like some people say. The Bible says he became sin. Wrap your head around that. Jesus became sin. All the wickedness, all the jealousy, all the vile things you can think of, all the debauchery, every sort of bad thing you can think of. You think of evil men and what they've done on this planet. Jesus was worse at that point in time. He became sin. All the ugliness, all the... Oh, I, I, I want to really stress this point that Jesus, all of our wickedness, all of our lusts, everything, Jesus became that. He became all of that. And, and, and the funny thing is that the Bible says the earth quaked and, and, and it became dark because creation itself couldn't look 
the sun hid itself because creation itself couldn't look upon what Jesus was. Creation itself had to turn its head at, at the vile nature of Jesus. And, G, and, 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 and Jesus calls out, he says, Eli, Eli, Sabachthani. Father, Father, why have you... Eli, Eli, Lama, Sabachthani, I think it is. He says, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? Even his father. Ah, look at it. So vile. Look at he's, he's all of that in one man. Creation, the sun hid itself. Oof. I can't look at that. He became sin. He became all of our ugliness so that he could take everything, all those things that we've done away and restore us back to God. It's amazing. It's the most amazing. And so, he, he, Jesus, that's what Jesus did for us. What a love story. You know, and on Isaiah, it says way back again, it says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Unto who? Us. Unto who? You. Unto, unto me. Unto you, Jesus was born. Like, personalize that thing. Unto you, Darcy, the son was given. Such was his love for you. Unto you, Cam, Jesus was born. Unto, for you. That is a phenomenal thought. That Jesus... The Son of God was given as a gift for me. Unto you, the Son was given. Yeah, yeah, this is for you. This is, this is so we can talk again. This is so we can be in relationship. This is so we can laugh and do that kind of thing. And, and, and so Jesus dies, and, and as we know, he's raised again three days later. And, and, um, and all the prophecies are fulfilled. It's done. God's redemptive plan has come to pass. We're back. Here we are again. We're back. We now have access. Once again, there's no divide anymore because sin's been taken care of. You know that, you know that um, what's that law called double jeopardy? You know that double jeopardy law? You know that if you, you can't get charged for the same crime twice? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you've got to understand that that applies to you because your crimes have been taken away. Your crimes have been taken away. You can't be charged twice for something. Because Jesus has already taken it away. And we get so many Christians walking around with, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. Get over it. It's, been, it's gone. Jesus has paid the price. He's done it. He's taken away all your sin. He became sin for us, for you. And it's the most amazing story to me because it blows my mind coming from a, you know, a little married boy from the back town of New Zealand, you know, little Hicksville, where the God of all creation, the Alpha, the Omega, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, had this plan all this time just so he could hang with me. Yeah. <sighs> Seriously, Ryan Gosling, eh, nothing. <laughs> Built a little house for his woman and she's happy. <laughs> What's with that? I don't know, Aladdin sings a silly song, Hold you up. Seriously, it is the greatest love story of all time. And, um, and, and it is the most beautiful thing as Christians that we can come and we can, like I went for a walk this morning down to the beach and, and it was the most, it's just the most humbling, beautiful, tear-jerking thing ever in my life. I can go and I sit there and God talks to me. 
He converses with me. God, God, big God, yeah. created heavens. Like, yeah. it, didn't, it wasn't hard for him. He says, let there be. And let there be. Yeah. This guy w- wants to talk with me. And, and the thing I love about that story is, is that, oh, well, I shouldn't say the thing I love about the story, but I want to say that, Timmons, I want to say that my conscience, or it'll be a miss for me to stop there. I can't stop there. I can't, that's not the end of the message for me. It's beautiful, and God's redemptive plan is great, but that's not the end of the message, people. God has redeemed us. Fantastic. Amen. But he's also called us to go out and actually share his light to everybody else. Just to say that God has redeemed us and we sit there, nah, I don't know, it just doesn't work for me. I, I, I'm motivated, I'm compelled by the love of God to actually go out there and shine this light to the world. I'm actually, he's the, he's the God of go. He's the God of go, go out there. Go and do something. He, it's two thirds of his name, G-O, go. The third, as if you don't get it, go, duh. Like, the go, go, it's two thirds of God's name, just get out there and go. And I love it. And, and, and I remember God spoke to me once about the arks, you know, the, uh, when Moses, you know, deliverer of Egypt, the deliverer of God's people, he was, he was put into an ark of bulrushes. He was put into this ark, this deliverer of, of, of a nation of people. And, it was, and the Bible says that it was painted with pitch and tar on the inside of the out and sent down the river. And, and, and Noah, here's his, he, God asked him to make an ark of gopher wood. So he makes this ark, and here's this guy who's going to redeem all mankind, because mankind is so bad. They're just doing the worst things in the world. And, and, and so we've got Noah in this ark, and it also says it's covered in par and tit, oh, par and titch, tar and pitch, inside and out. You know, it's, and I, I remember reading this thing, and I was thinking about the arks, and I don't know how I got onto it, but I started reading this thing about these arks, and here these arks are floating down this river, and Noah floating down, not a river, like there's a flood going by, and there's, and there's people outside actually drowning. There's people outside actually knocking on the door, like scratching on the wood trying to get in because the water's starting to rise and they've got children and all this kind of stuff like that. And, and, it, and it broke my heart that, that, that here's this ark floating by all these people, all these people wanting to get in, all these people wanting safe, all these people wanting safe haven, but the door was closed. There's only one door on the ark. And the other ark is the ark of the covenant where inside that ark was the presence of God, you know? And God spoke to me. He spoke to me quite clearly. He says, he says, the, he says, he says the deliverer is not in the ark of bulrushes anymore, Ra. He's in you. Right. He says the redeemer is not in the ark of gopher wood, Ra. He's in you. Right. He says the presence of God, the spirit of God is not in the ark of the covenant, Ra. He's in you. He says we are the current ark of this generation. We are the current ark with the deliverer, with the, with the, you know, and the Bible says, don't you know that you are the temple of God? Don't you know that the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you? So you and I are the ark of the current day. We're the ark of the New Testament. We carry the Redeemer. We carry the deliverer on the inside of us. And it'll be a miss of us to, to, to float past these people who are drowning and, and, and fears who are drowning and, and suicide who are drowning and poverty who are drowning and just, just depression. Are you with me, church? You know, it'll be a miss of us to, 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 to not actually open that door, not actually open that door, because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, no one comes to the Father except through me. He is the door, and it's always open. It's always open. The ark is open today. People, we're not sailing by people. We're there with the door open saying, come, come. The deliverer is here. The light has come. 
The redemption plan of God has come to pass, and it's me. Amen? Is this okay? But that's the deal. That's the deal. And we're in the Christmas season. It's the happy season. It's the fun season. Well, we actually go out there and we have a go. And Pastor Phil had a great, oh, I loved his message this morning. And, and he's just saying, get out there and have a go. Like, love people. Get out there and bake a cake. It's not that hard. I'm not a, I'm not a friendly person. Who bake a cake and leave it on the door and knock and run. I don't care. Just do something. You know, and don't, and don't do something because you want to win them to the Lord. Do it because this is who we are. This is who we are as Christians. This is what we do. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. It's who I am. It's my identity. This is who I am. I do this thing every single day because it's who I am. So I want to encourage, you know, can I, can I get a little bit? I'm going to anyway. If you're one of those weird Christians, stop it. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. I'm sure there's none in our room because I know most people in the room, but you know, when you get, you know, because you get a lot of work functions at this time. And, and, you know, you get a lot of work functions when you get to go to a work function and, and maybe at a pub or so-and-so and, and just a little bit of Christian etiquette. If, if, if you don't drink or if you're not into the pub scene and, you're, and your work function's at a pub, go along, turn up. You don't have to have a beer. Buy a round if you have to. Don't stand in the corner. shabba da ba da ba Oh, Jesus. Get him, Jesus. Get him, Jesus. shabba da ba da ba da Oh, Jesus. Don't do that. Are you with me? With your spirit fingers working? Don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't work. Romans says it's the love of God that turns people to repentance. The love of God. Not your weirdness. Your weirdness doesn't do anything for anyone. It gives us a bit of preaching material, but that's about it. Get him. Get him, Jesus. You know? It's, it's a simple message. It's, it's like... It really is a simple message, and, and uh, like I said, I want to keep it reasonably light tonight. It's just, we're called to go out there and, and reach people. We're called to go out there and love people. We're called to go out there and, and just share the light of the world. He's on the inside of us. Open the door, church. Stop, you know, open the door. How you going, you know? And I love it. I, I, I get a kick out of witnessing. I like, I'm, I'm always saying I'm like you, Pastor Phil, but I love, ask my wife. I love making new friends. How are you going? And, uh, it's one of my most favorite things to do. It's the best thing. And, and people used to say, right, how come you've got so many friends? It's like, because I'm friendly. It's, it's not rocket science, champ. You know? <laughs> how, do you, how do you make so many friends? Because I'm friendly. It's not... It's not. So uh, tonight, the, the whole purpose of my message is to church. Like, we've got such a beautiful thing on the inside. You really do. Like, God lives on the inside. The spirit that created heavens and earth is on the inside of you. Like, you've got such a... Mate, just get out there and and love on someone, this Christmas spirit. This week, tomorrow, get out there and just, how you going, mate? You're great. How you going, mate? Look at you. Mate, you know, just... And just love someone. Get out there and give someone a hug and bake a cake. Ollie, I'm sure you'd be a great cook. You're a good cook. So, buy a cake. <laughs> Don't scare them off. Buy a cake. You know. And that's the, that's the whole, my whole message tonight is just that, is that, that God has had this beautiful redemption plan for, for mankind and it's been fulfilled. The light has come. Jesus has come. 
He's done his business, and now it's up to us to actually go and shine his light. It's up to us to go out there and just love, love. It's up to us to go out there and just, and it's not hard. Don't make it a job because it won't work. Don't make, oh, I've got to do. No, no, it's, this is who I am. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Let's